This is just going to be a brief audio update based on uh, completing the grading of last week's material. Um, one quick reminder, because we're going to follow this same routine for the next several weeks. When you compl- when you fill out a journal and I respond, anytime I hit save feedback, it zero outs everyone's grade. <laughs> and so everyone thinks they're failing, they're not. Um, Your grade is not determined until that next weekend or the following Monday when I actually grade them. So just, you know, follow along. Uh, Another detail regarding those journals is to make sure you actually respond back. Um, You know, I've had some good conversation with a few of you and then some of you did a great job of sort of posting early and then not coming back to check and see what I said, what I asked. And, you know, no one else reads those but me, so I read those and just kind of push back on what you're thinking. And mostly just to make you think more about it um, and maybe to make some connections here with the the content. And when it comes to the ancient Greeks, Plato in particular, the the idea and, and part of the, the push is these are the big philosophical questions, right? This is God and free will. And it is interesting that the one that seemed to be the most challenging for a number of you was the concept of free will, um, which I find sort of fascinating. And we will, we will hit that topic very hard in the sort of third unit that is the unit between Kierkegaard and Kant so uh, it'll be a while before we get there but it is interesting because many of the responses were framed against the the legal uh, background or framework and that makes some sense when we're comparing that with Plato uh, because that's what we saw with with Socrates was some kind of you know, travesty of justice during the Apology. We see that the Republic is really more about justice than it is anything else. Um, Of course, I asked you more about the divided line in the allegory of the cave because that's where the the meat of the philosophy is. You know, these other questions are really moral, political, ethical, legal kinds of issues. And that's fine. We, We, again, we will get there towards the, the last half of the course. But at the moment, it's interesting because it means that a, at a larger scale, at a philosophical scale, some of you had a hard time recognizing free will as something that had nothing to do with the law, that it has something to do with just your actual individual choice. Um, in between that, and a couple of you picked up on this pretty well, free will of course is always within the boundaries of consequences like you can choose to do lots of stuff and you're going to fail like i could step out of my office window uh and four stories are so high it's not going to go well so i kind of restrain that option more often than not um do i think someone's pressing down on me and saying i can't do something no i suppose i could say i've been oppressed by the creator not to have wings or something but that seems just kind of silly Um, but that's the weird part if we talk about free will you will see that there are going to be big challenges and as I've already started looking at just a couple of this week's journals already um, 
we're going to see these issues as they don't really go away. They just become more complex the more deeply you think about God, the soul, and free will. And there's a lot more to philosophy than just those things, but those are the big metaphysical issues. One of the things that we're trying to figure out with asking some of these questions and why I lean on them in the journal is how do you know, right? How would you know any of that stuff to be true? The divided line in the allegory of the cave sort of explanation gets you an answer, but is it the right answer? And that's part of what we're looking at this week with Aristotle, where he, as a student of Plato, says, mm, I think you're wackadoodle, Plato, and I, I don't go that direction. I think substance and form is something else, means something else. I think we can talk about causation and change in a more practical manner. And you're going to see that that language is the one that really informs most of what we think about science and uh, analytic empirical philosophy down the road. But these questions, again, don't go away. We'll look at the issue of God with Descartes and Hume. And as I said, we will come back and talk about free will uh, with Kierkegaard and Kant. It'll be a, a super trip then. But right now, I'm trying to get you to vet through how would I even know any of the things I'm thinking are true?